0: Hey everyone, it's JC, the You Made New podcast. We're back with episode four today. I hope you liked my new jingle. (laughs) You know, those guitars, as much as I love a good guitar riff, it wasn't working for me. It was a little too much. So I finally figured it out and I'm really happy for now, at least, right? (laughs) Oh, we've got so much to talk about today. I actually have been digging in a little more on the definition of health. And I'm telling you, you guys, I had no idea this was so debated and so complicated, the definition of health, what it is, what it looks like. Um, I was all over the place online, just reading different articles this morning. And, you know, the the World Health Organization has its own definition that it's physical, mental, social well-being, not merely the absence of disease and And I found another article that said true health is the intersection of our physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual state of being at one time. Like it it paints such a big picture of almost like perfection, right? Like you can't have anything wrong with you at all to be healthy. (laughs) Um, We are going to talk about that today because I found another another definition. And this is right where we've been in the first few episodes of this season that simply said it's a state of balance. Of equilibrium. I like the term well being. I like the term soundness. We're getting more of a clear definition. But what I want to do today is again paint the picture of that pendulum of two different extremes, two different sides of this health like perspective, and where true health sits on that spectrum on those in the middle of that, very middle of that pendulum. On one side, we've talked about this before, we have, maybe we're not taking care of our health at all, we're addicted to sugar, we're, we're like binge eating, we're, we have an eating disorder, we have a terrible body image. I mean, it could be so many different things. It could be bad numbers from the doctor, our blood pressure is skyrocketing, and or we have full-blown type 2 diabetes. Or Now, some of those things would be there regardless, (laughs) you might be born with diabetes and no matter how well you take care of yourself. I'm not saying that's always an indicator of being on this side of the pendulum, but you know what I mean. You're just, your health is down for the count. It's just not doing well. Your energy is terrible. You feel, you just don't feel good, but also your mental state about your body, about your weight is not in a good place. But if we swing to the other side and we talked about this in episode two, when we were talking about balance. There's this place of obsession and control, um, perfectionism with our health. We've talked about orthorexia, which is an actual term that that has been coined for an obsession with healthy eating. So it's this place of rigidness, in and tight control over our health. Where we're counting every calorie and obsessing over every bite. And a lot of times, people in that state are held up by our culture as the perfect specimen of health when in reality they're in a place of very unhealthy mental, you know, obsession. It also could be on this side of the spectrum that we're caught up with vanity and pride over our appearance. We may be not at the other extreme of shame in our body image, but on this side of it, we're very like caught up in how good we look and making sure we look awesome and flaunting it for the whole world to see. So, Neither one of those things is a place of health. I mean, we know the one side of neglect isn't, but the other side of perfectionism and obsession isn't health either. So we've been talking in the last several um, episodes about what health is, if it's not that. And again, we keep coming back to this middle place of balance, of equilibrium, of soundness. Um, And today we're going to frame it with a new word. It's our third word on our top 10 list, and I'm using the word grace. The word grace. Now, I'm guessing at first glance, we look at that and we go, wait a second. I don't know what that has to do with help at all. Grace is like a spiritual term. What does that have to do with my diet and my body and the way I look and calories and all of that? Um, We'll get there. Trust me. I promise. I'm also going to return to To make my point, I'm going to return to a scripture I've used a ton. I'm sorry. It just works too well. We're just going to keep using it until it's so drilled into our brain that it really becomes part of us. And we can own it and taste it and experience it for ourselves. It's 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through like 10. Um, Where Paul talks about a weakness, a thorn in the flesh, he calls it, that he had, and where he asked the Lord and asked the Lord to remove it. And it didn't happen. Now, I want to equate this to our health, because if we define health as a state of no disease, no physical problems, perfection, perfect body, perfect diet, I never eat anything, the least French fry does not cross my lips. I, <laughs> We don't live in a world like that. We live in a fallen world and we are human. We are mortal. We're going to have bad days. We're going to make mistakes. If we held up a standard of perfection as health, well, like some of those definitions I was reading online this morning, we're going to live in a state of hopelessness. It's going to feel elusive. Like, well, you know, my health, I'm never going to get to a place where I'm healthy. And I'm always going to be trying to hold tighter and tighter to control to get to that state of perfectionism. Paul's example here. He had a thorn in the flesh that he wanted removed def- desperately. He doesn't say what it is. Scholars have, you know, debated about what it could be. We don't know. But the Lord does not remove it. So the first place w- when we talk about grace is an acknowledgement that we're in a mortal world. We have bodies that are not gonna be perfect specimens of help. We're all gonna have something that we're dealing with. Battles we're fighting, health challenges that we're enduring. And so what the Lord tells Paul in this passage is what we're going to stand on when we talk about grace in terms of our health. He, he said, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, oh, wait, I started to go on. I don't want to read that part yet. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Let's stop. All the Lord says first My strength is made perfect in weakness. So, how does grace come into this battle with our health? What does this place of grace in the middle look like where His strength is made perfect in our weakness? Well, let's look again at the two sides of the pendulum. Grace, as we come to the Lord, begin to be filled with His grace, our minds, our hearts, He's not gonna let us stay in a place of neglect with our help. He's gonna empower us with the motivation, the knowledge, the ability to do what we need to do to take care of our temple, to take care of ourselves, to maybe change some of those numbers that we got from the doctor, to break the addictions. He's gonna bring us out of that place of neglect and and to a middle balance. But again, Health in Christ does not mean swinging to the other end of the perspective where we're obsessed and we're controlled by it and we're um, driven by perfection. He does not want us in that tight gripped, awful, stressful place either, especially because it does lead to pride and vanity in our parents. We've made an idol out of our health. That is not where his grace, so he will, through his grace, pull us back from that side as well if that's where we're swinging. He and his gentleness and goodness and grace will keep us in a center place of balance. But here's the thing. I think, well, let's define it this way. I'm sorry, my brain's jumping all over the place. I think the way we can define it is in our old ways, no matter which side of the pendulum you were struggling with, we had a focus on ourselves. It was a focus on me. As we surrender to grace, as we make grace a part of our health journey, the focus then with our diets, our bodies, all of the struggles, disordered eating, all of it through grace. Now we're focused on Christ in this part of our lives, on his grace and his ability to make our weakness become strong. Like he just told Paul in 2 Corinthians 12. So it's a shift from a focus on my efforts, my management of my health, whether I'm neglecting it or obsessing over it, I'm, I'm letting all that go. And true Christ-centered health means I'm surrendering to his grace. I'm asking for that power to fill my heart and my mind and to change the way I view my health, the way I approach it. Yes, he will empower us to make some changes in the way we eat, but he's also going to also going to make sure at times that we're still like Paul in a state of weakness because that is what mortality is about. That's what earth life is about is experiencing this things, these things. And he's going to allow that to happen, but he says, "Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> My grace will may be made perfect in weakness." Now, here's what here's what I keep thinking, and you can tell me if you agree you can throw this around in your own mind and see what you think. I do believe that this this grace will work itself out, itself out in our outer life in terms of how we eat, what size we are on the scale, you know, all of that. But I think the biggest change as we adopt grace into part of our health journey is how we talk to ourselves in our mind, the voice that inner critic um, that is what's going to start to shift. And then talk about mental health. I mean, all those definitions we read at the beginning did not include just physical perfection, right? It was a mental place of balance, emotional place of balance. And so as we adopt grace, here's what's going to happen. Number one, in our before state, we may have battled shame over our body, shame over our failures at dieting, shame over our out of control binging or our addiction to sugar, whatever it is, so much shame and guilt, right? And that inner voice would just circle around and around and around. Isn't that often the biggest part of the battle? It's one of the ways we suffer the most is with these voices in our head of shame and guilt and shame and guilt and self-condemnation. Okay, grace can swallow all of that up, all of that up. So he brings us out of that place and heals those mental voices so that the right message is now being portrayed or played in our head over and over. I mean, it's the message he just told Paul. No, my strength is made perfect in weakness. You don't have to be ashamed. I know you're weak. I know you're struggling with this come to me. My strength is made perfect in weakness. But also he pulls us through his grace out of the shame of the perfectionistic side, where we're always comparing with all the images on Instagram and we're wanting to measure up to this perfect standard of beauty that we've been given. So there's different types of shame and guilt that we can struggle with, And he can heal all that by saying, listen, acknowledge your weakness, come to me with it, and I will make it right. I will soften it. I will strengthen you. I will bring you to a place of of being at peace, even if you have to deal with a diseased body or infirmities or struggles. Even if your body doesn't ever make it to a size two. And I laugh at that because... I would have to be pretty much dead. I'd have to starve myself so bad to get to that size. Like, I really don't think with my body shape, it could be possible. But do you see what I mean? Like everything starts to shift and there's peace for what we are dealing with in our health right now. Peace for days of mistakes, because all of a sudden now I don't have to be perfect I have grace for my weaknesses, grace for my bad days. And instead of feeling shame about them, I can see them as as days, opportunities to learn from. Days to grow because I'm, yeah, okay, that was a bad day. What can I learn from this as I bring it to Christ? I had a binge day. I was PMSing and I was super tired because I didn't sleep well the night before. Those things are going to happen. So to say that a place of health is a place where we're we're absolutely perfect in our eating, absolutely perfect in our size. No, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. But a place of grace makes a safe space in the middle for mistakes, to learn from them. And to even see those bad days as a catalyst to drive me even closer to Christ, to create an even greater need for him. You kind of see where I'm going with this? That's what Paul said. And see, that's the part that I started to read. And now we can go back to everything shifted in this passage. At the beginning, he starts out begging the Lord, take away all my weakness And that's what we often do in our journey to health. Like just make me super skinny and take away my battle with food and just make it so I don't have to fight this anymore. I was talking to a a loved one about this and she was just like, no, I'm just, he's just got to fix it. I'm so tired of fighting it. I've been fighting it for so many years. Why can't he just take it away? And I, man, I understood that. I've asked him the same question. And Paul here asks him the same question. Please just, just take it away. Why do I have to keep battling this? Why is food still so complicated for me? Why can't it just be food? <laughs> if that battle doesn't immediately relent, no. And I know we've talked about a lot of ways that we can bring peace to this. So I absolutely believe that can happen. But part of the, the health journey is understanding there will be areas of weakness in my life that may remain like it did for Paul in this verse. And the reason is so that I can find Christ's strength in that weakness. He's going to shine in that weakness. And then as I am able to rise up in a battle that I know on my own, I have failed and failed and failed, man, that's one of the coolest things that can ever happen to us while on this earth to truly be filled by that supernatural power that gives us the strength to tackle something that we know is weak. See, and that's what shifts Paul completely. And he starts to say, most gladly, therefore, I'm going to glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when when I am weak, then I am strong. It only can happen through his grace. We have to accept that we live in a mortal world and we have mortal bodies. There is no perfection ever number one (laughs) but there's no peace with that until we surrender it to him and and ask for his grace to cover us to cover the shame of our mortality of our failures of our struggles to bring us to a place where we can be at peace with them and see them as a way to join closer with him i was thinking about one of the definitions um, i read this morning where it said true health is the intersection of our physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual state of being at one time, right? I get that the person was trying to make the best definition that they could come up with, the most comprehensive view of health. But I'm sorry, when I read that, I get overwhelmed because my physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, (laughs) there's always something going on in several of those areas that I'm working through. And so if I think health Is this perfect intersection of well-being in all of those areas? I'm going to be in despair. (laughs) But instead, I could hand it all over through the Lord's grace and say, just help me see it through your eyes. Fill me with the grace to see all the struggles and all the battles through your eyes so that it softens it like it did with Paul. And I say, oh, this is cool. These are opportunities to bring me closer to you, to experience your power. So can you see what a big part grace is in this journey to soften the edges, to heal the shame and the guilt, to calm that inner voice that just harps at us and harps at us. And we, we talk to ourselves that way. One of my favorite quotes on grace comes from author Dallas Willard in his book, um, renovation of, let's see, is it renovation of the heart? Renovation of the heart, putting on the character of Christ. Dallas Willard. And he's talking about the verse that um, out of scripture that is, quote, to grow in grace. How we grow in grace. I, that is a podcast for another time. That would be something so fun to talk about. But this is what he says, and this quote has become life to me. To grow in grace means to utilize more and more grace to live by until everything we do is assisted by grace. The greatest saints are not those who need less grace, but those who consume the most grace, who indeed are most in need of grace. Those who are saturated by grace in every dimension of their being. Grace to them is like breath. Where I'm saturated by it, where I'm consumed by it more and more and more. I'm not getting more independent of him. And more able to handle it on my own. Oh, I don't need as much grace today. Thank you. I'm doing fine by myself. He paints a picture of how we get hungrier and hungrier for more and more. To grow in grace so that it's becoming deeper and deeper into the soil of our lives. It's becoming like breath to us. We're saturated in it. Boy, doesn't that sound to you like a state of health? Then it doesn't matter what we encounter in our health journey. It doesn't need to look like some Instagram influencer with her perfect abs. <laughs> that sounds so judgmental. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of it. Now, saturated and graced. We can go through whatever, wherever the path leads. We can walk it with our hand in his and his grace will soften the shame, the guilt, the self-condemnation will be Okay be okay because our focus is no longer on us it's no longer on either side su- excuse me side of the pendulum but we're settled in the middle we're saturated with his grace we have that lens now covering our eyes so we see it through his perspective to me that's a beautiful place of help i hope that inspires you like it does me that's where i want to live I, like Dallas said, I want to grow in grace until I'm just swimming in it. And he softens all the hard edges of being mortal. And especially today in our culture, our body size, our battle with food, all of it. Let's just saturate that in his grace today. Ponder that. Really chew on that this week. See what else he can teach you about the beautiful gift of his grace. Thanks for joining me this week. And we'll see you again next.